Welcome to OneWord.com's podcast. Each episode revolves around one word. Today's word is lift. Uh, it's, it's elevator. Sorry, I refuse to call it that. All right, we'll count us off. Three, two, one, go. Oh, so I decided the best way to talk about the elevator was to be on one. And I purposely waited until nobody else was waiting for the elevator because that's the classic elevator move. It's like a momentary little meditation on on life um, and the chapters of life. The word elevator is quite literally a thing that elevates. Everyone's quiet and just on their best behavior. If you think about it, you're stepping into a metal box to go up sometimes hundreds of feet in the air, lifted by a counterweight that is pulling you up on a rope, albeit a metal rope. I rarely want to be in an elevator with somebody. I'm I'm that person, like a Seinfeld episode, you know, pushing the button, praying someone's not going to come in. How patiently we wait for them. And then, once we get on, how quickly we want the doors to close. We had a haunted elevator that couldn't completely shut. It would just keep gnashing its jaws like some giant, hungry metal thing. We just battled that thing until it started working. I mean, it didn't stop us from writing it because it still beats taking two flights of stairs. The location of a one-act play during which a father and a daughter reconcile after years of not speaking with each other. The location of a one-act play during which a Wall Street trader comes to terms with his place in the world when stuck in close quarters and conversation with a toll booth worker. A one-act play during which a couple becomes uncoupled. A one-act play during which two people from opposite ends of the world meet on the elevator and believe the apocalypse is upon them and end up making love. Only to realize when the elevator starts up all over again that the world did not end after all. The elevator was not the first time that uh, Janine and me and Michael had worked together. We had previously done the Crucifier at Six Flags Hurricane Harbor, which obviously was a huge success. So we had some pretty big shoes to fill, but we knew that we were the team to fill those shoes. And when we started work on the elevator, we knew it, it couldn't just be another broken elevator ride. That's been done. One of my favorite things about staying at a hotel is those moments when the elevator is just packed with like a cross-section of humanity. Hot girls in bikinis going down to the pool. Um, There's like an older guy. They're on a business trip trying to get laid. There's like some parents on a not vacation vacation with some screaming kids and a shitty diaper. And there's, you know, someone with their elderly parent in a wheelchair and making space for them and kids smashing the buttons and someone's afraid of, you know, why is it taking so long? And all the ways we communicate non-verbally about all this stuff and try to find common ground. 
when the doors open, you just kind of know that you you go to the perimeter to make space for anybody else who might enter or have to get out. And, you know, when, when somebody new comes into the elevator, everybody kind of makes eye contact and gives a nod of acknowledgement. One of the favorite things to do in an elevator... There's more. Oh, I'm going down. Well, let me go back up. ...is um, to jump up and down. I don't know if anyone ever did that as a kid, but I'm just going to go ahead and, like... <laughs> you might not know this, but elevator is French for chamber of farts. There's, like, a two-part elevator in the Empire State Building, and... Um, you know, I get in the second part. It takes like minutes to, you know, to get up. And um, two kids jump in and lay toxic farts and then jump right out as the door closes. And I have to spend um, the rest of the time just breathing in their foul, foul methane. In what I suspect was my father's mid-twenties, him and an uncle of mine worked in an engineering firm, a bridge engineering firm in New Jersey. And... They got on an elevator in the morning to go up, and being Jersey, people love to get on each other a little bit. In any case, the doors close. My father, my uncle, and two other guys are on this elevator, and our uncle lets a silent fart go. And my father said it was the most horrific thing he had ever smelled. So they get up to their floor and one guy literally goes running out of the elevator, goes to a window, and vomits out of the window. <laughs> and I can still picture this, the whole scene in my head to this day. I wasn't there, but I can picture it. My Uncle Dick was a pretty quiet guy, but he had a wicked sense of humor. And Jersey guys love, love to deliver a good one to other people. For some of y'all who have just joined Chorus this year, this competition coming up in Charlotte is going to be the first time y'all have left the small town. Okay, and we are staying at the Embassy Suites. And yes, it does have a glass elevator. This ain't no days in. And I need all y'all to understand, when you are there in Charlotte, you represent Watauga High School. I want all y'all to act like this ain't the first time you've been on a glass elevator. That's the last thing I need is a bunch of y'all running around acting like hillbillies, riding the elevator up and down all night, not getting rested, because on Thursday morning when we go to Carowinds, we're going to sing O Magnum Mysterium, and we're going to win. I need y'all on your best behavior, which reminds me I need permission slip signed by tomorrow. When I was a kid, I had this terrible fear that I was going to get stuck in an elevator and I always thought, okay, what am I wearing? Am I going to be comfortable, warm enough? What if I'm in here for days? How long can I go without food or water or a toilet? What if I'm in there with somebody weird? Am I going to become friends with them? I mean, just very strange thoughts for a child to have. The other thing that's interesting about elevators is sort of like a status signaling. You know, if you're in a really fancy building with multiple elevator banks and like people kind of sort themselves out by which corridor of floors they go to and some are more blue chip than others. So, you know, we know those are the Viacom people over there. Oh, that's the law firm or, you know, and then the ranks within those. So there's like a caste system of elevator floors. This might be very New York specific, but it's like if you graduate from a walk-up apartment to a an elevator building, like look at you. Wow, wow, wow. I have no friends 
who work on elevators. Like, I don't even know anybody. I'm just going to keep writing. I don't even know anyone who who fixes elevators. So here I get into this elevator and just fully trust. The trust that people have done the right thing and will keep me safe in an elevator sometimes has me questioning my own sanity. But I also get on airplanes. The music video for Aerosmith's Love in an Elevator. It is really a study in the erotic potential of the elevator. It's like a crazy like sex party in a in a department store with like and everyone's having the best time. This is the best thing about this video in this like era about of sexuality and rock and roll, which is like everyone's invited, everyone's having a great time. There are no victims, all shapes and sizes. What what a celebration. Anyway, this video is bonkers. You should totally rewatch it. Have you ever gotten on an elevator and you go up to the floor you're supposed to get off on and then the other doors open, like the doors that were behind you the whole time you didn't even notice. When that happens, I feel like the elevator is like happy that it tricked me. It's like, got him. Going down. You don't want to come in? Well, I don't know that we both Oh, okay, bye. All right, well, anyway, elevators, ride one. Thank you, Liz. No longer in Alaska and now in an elevator somewhere in Salt Lake City. Amy in South Orange, New Jersey. Anne at Artifact LA. The many faces of David at Barton Smart Trivia. Emily at farmla.org. Fongso and Kat in Los Angeles. And Mark in Northern Virginia. Be a part of a future episode. Go to podcast.oneword.com. Until next time. In addition to that visceral fear of you're on an elevator and it breaks and you're crashing towards Earth at as close to free fall speeds as legally possible, we also wanted the psychological fear of what it's like to descend all nine circles of Dante's Inferno. And that's what makes the elevator the elevator.